Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right, hello everyone. We're back to another Roma Press Podcast to discuss footballing heritage, really, Andy. Uh, Daniele De Rossi, or I should say Mr. Daniele De Rossi, he guides Roma to their second win in a row. When was the last time Roma won two matches in a row in, in the league? Do you know off the top of your head? Can you recall immediately how long it has been? Uh, November, I will say. Yes. So if you are just waking up from a coma now, uh, if something happened prior to Christmas and you are just now waking up, uh, Jose Mourinho is gone. Roma are now guided by Mr. Daniele De Rossi, who has a 100% record to date. As Roma, they beat Salernitana 2-1. to one. Before we get into all of that, as always, thank you to all of our wonderful patrons. If you would like to join in on the on the high-level uh, discussion, where in at halftime there were actual discussions as to whether or not uh, Roma, uh, whether or not anything except the win would be acceptable. We we had a couple of patrons saying uh, a draw would not be a bad result to the bottom of the table team in Serie A. Uh, if you would like to join in on that very healthy discourse, patreon.com slash Roma Press. And of course, like subscribe on YouTube at IS Roma Press. Footballing heritage. That is the first thing that comes to my mind, Andy. Um, is there even a reason to talk of that first half? I couldn't recall the two shots that happened in that half, but apparently there were two that happened in that first half. There's really no reason to talk about it because that was awful. Um, I think everybody would be somewhat understandable of Roma having a significant amount of growing pains when it comes to these early stages with Daniele De Rossi, simply, you, you don't have to know a lot of football or tactics to understand that the team that was comfortable in the range of 30 to 40% of the ball, having to completely flip that and go to playing a, an entirely new, new game, a new way of playing, wherein, I mean, at one point it was at around the 40th minute of the first half, it was 75 to 25 in possession to Roma, you, you can't have such a drastic f- change in uh, interpretation of football and expect the players and the team to just seamlessly uh, understand and play flawlessly when you have such a drastic change where you go from Jose Mourinho more than willing to just sit back, counterattack, to now Daniele De Rossi, who I, I don't think anybody was expecting anything less than playing something akin to Luis Enrique uh, for anybody who recalls that wonderful season with uh, Luis Enrique. Uh, you will recall that was easily one of De Rossi's best seasons. Uh, I also remember one of the best things of that season for him, Andy, was when you would see him. He was basically a central defender that season. He would play so deep uh, under, under Lucho. But uh, to see Roma go from... I have seen some people, not me, of course, because I loved it, go from the terrorist football of Jose Mourinho to now this, which, I mean, in its own right, it can be a bit, um, it can inflict terror at certain moments. Again, 
that first half, all that possession, really nothing to show for it. There were always going to be growing pains, but even with that in mind, at halftime, when I see people talking about, well, would would a draw be that bad? And I'm thinking, well, ho- hang on, hang on, hang on. Now, I know things have been bad. I know Roma have struggled this season. But there were patrons saying in the chat, would we be okay with draw here? A- and I, I try to get my heart beating back into a normal rhythm because I couldn't believe that was even up for debate. Thankfully, Paolo Dybala, uh, very early into the second half, he scores a penalty. And then uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini, not long thereafter, he had the second. <laughs> and then we have, of course, the drama, because you knew uh, even uh, even up 2-0, to zero, which lasted three minutes, give or take. And then we have, of course, the drama of uh, Antonio Candreva. It was always going to be him. Uh, trying to uh, win a penalty at the end, people on Zaghi, uh, moaning and whining. It wasn't going to be straightforward. It wasn't going to be easy. But ultimately, if you would have told me, Andy, a few weeks ago that as terrible as the situation looks right now, that Roma would be sitting just one point behind fourth in the table, to me, that would be akin to a miracle. And for them to be even... Uh, having an opportunity to be in fourth, given everything that we have gone through this season, which uh, I can't believe it's not even February yet, all the trials and tribulations that we have been subjected to. Um, you have to give them credit for at least being able, I won't say weather the storm, but they are still right there. As bad as it has been, they are still right there. So I, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Is it footballing heritage or or, or what? Well, the, you have to understand. And I think uh, the, 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 thing, the, the whole thing was clear even after Verona. Things don't change overnight. Uh, things don't change overnight. Things uh, stay more or less the same with some minor uh, sparks here and there. There is obviously Daniele De Rossi, who is not as experienced of a coach as uh, Jose Mourinho. His impact will be different when coming into uh, the team, a team that is clearly in need of a, a boost, uh, a fresh mental recharge, whatever it is that they needed. De Rossi obviously is not going to change the whole uh, tactical output of the team and how the team looks like on the pitch. So. If you still can't hit the cross, you will still continue to not hit a cross. Um, I thought tonight, for example, Roma relied too heavily on those wingers who could not get anything right. So yes. the, the, the good chances that, that Roma um, squandered were most of the time coming from the middle of the pitch. So mm. there's some food for thought for the players. Um, Lukaku did not get the ball enough. Uh, tonight, uh, Dybala was extremely poor, with the exception of of the penalty. So, these are not things you know. We can we can talk about the the, the impact that the, the Rossi has. We can talk about this. We can talk about that. We can talk about Mourinho's exit. But we have to take into account that things just don't change overnight. Tonight mm. was proof that Roma have trouble. Again, when they have to do something with the ball at their feet, they have problems 
if the opponent sets a low block. Now, Salernitana have yes. given problems to basically everyone. I mean, if you look at how Juve won against Salernitana, Salernitana are going to most likely be relegated, but it's not like they're not trying. They're giving problems to everyone, and I mean mm. everyone. So, to me, this was not an easy game. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't have won it. You should have won it, again, because you look at what the uh, opposition has done. Uh, for example, Milan, uh, Fiorentina, uh, Napoli, either they drew or they lost. So this tonight was vital for the race for top four. You're right behind uh, Atalanta. But it just gives you once again the message that, hey, your problems are not over, okay? It's not, yes. it's not as simple as that. There are mechanisms in this team that need to be unlocked. There is players that fit. There's players that don't fit. It just doesn't fade away like that by pure magic all of a sudden it stays there this team has been training one way for three years this team has been playing one way for three years and in the good and the bad so you have to you have to take it step by step uh that includes De Rossi who has to work on this with the team so how can you control 70 percent possession and not get a single shot on goal. Now, that's a problem. And De Rossi, it's the first thing he said after a game. If you do that, if you control possession, but don't shoot on goal, then you're going to lose. And you're going to lose a lot of games if you keep it up. So tonight, we don't lose because Salernitana are a limited team. They're a team that fights, especially at home. But they're a limited team with limited means. The problem is that Roma are also limited. And tonight, those limitations became more evident. 100%. Clearly, again, put the shift in tactics aside. I mean, this team, you don't switch managers when you're doing well. Duh. So it's not as if they were firing on all cylinders, even under Jose Mourinho. Uh, you touched on something, though, and that, that is something I wanted to get into. So the sample size is obviously very small. This was the first match that uh, uh, Brian Cristante had, uh, got to play under. Daniele De Rossi, uh, he got to play in the in the heart of the midfield, something that you have been yearning for, really for the entire season. The early look, though, who do you think is the are are there really any best fits? I, I mean, the two to one to begin uh, against the two lowest teams in the table. Okay, fine, you had to win, and you did that. It wasn't so straightforward. It wasn't easy. It wasn't calm. It was until the very end, until the final whistle, it was a battle, which again, it's never straightforward with Roma anyway, even when they are firing on all cylinders to begin with. So I, I never thought that this was going to be such a such an easy result, an easy game, even if you have a Salernitana that is sitting bottom of the table. But for you, who who do you see as like the best fits in this new system of Derossi? Because I, I think it is very clear who <laughs> who does and who doesn't. I mean, the thing that stands out to me, I, I would say the midfield obviously is where we're going to see the biggest change, obviously. Uh, under Jose Mourinho, it just seemed like there was such a disconnect between the midfield and the attack. The fullbacks, is there anything really to say? <laughs> we... There's 29 different fullbacks on the roster of Roma. I guess now we have to cross our fingers that uh, Angelino is able to cross a ball. That would be nice. Um, 
but for you, again, it's only two matches, not as if we are drawing grand conclusions here. Um, do you see anybody who fits better than the rest? I, I mean, I, I probably would have to start with Rui Patricio, no? Pulling one out of his backside again today. I thought he was good. Uh, it, seemed, it, it seemed like Terossi kind of went out of his way to lift him up a little bit or shout him out. He basically, does. I don't know Svilar much, but uh, I, I, I trust Patricio. So it it's hard to find names beyond him specifically. I, I thought uh, Llorente, a little, sh- a little shaky today. In mi- midfield, I mean, Pellegrini, I thought he was good. Uh, in attack, it still looks meh. Paulo Dybala playing in more of that wide role. I, I can't imagine that's going to be something he likes. We all know uh, if we want to go back and revisit the time uh, when he was under uh, Sarri, it was just kind of awkward for him in that wider position. Do I think he can play it? Of course, but uh, obviously he's going to need time to adapt. El Shirawi couldn't recall a single action of his. I mean, that first half, it was really a team of passengers, so to speak. But for you, I mean, is there anybody who jumps off the screen to you? Because for me, I mean, the first, I I, I have to start with Patricio. I mean, I I don't know what, what that says about the rest of the team, but for me, I, I have to start with him because I thought he was good tonight. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's when you're, when you're, when you're De Rossi and you need, you need some guarantees, you have to start with the with the goalkeeper so because that he's you know he's their security blanket he's the guy who uh who oversees everything from the back and and uh, roma haven't been as solid uh, at the back this season as they were last season so that's where it all starts especially if you're a new manager in charge you have to start with your goalkeeper and it was only right to reaffirm his trust in him because there was too much noise about VR potentially taking over. And that's the last thing you need when you're struggling or when you're trying right. to rebuild and, and give up, give some solidity back to the defense. So um, I think, you know, all in all, obviously the usual suspects when you, when you say who could improve or who could benefit, it definitely has to, the Bove has to be there because Bove is, uh, you know, really, I mean, today he was, he was bad. But I think you have to take the good and the bad when you want a player to grow. And that's exactly what Bove yes. has been doing. Bove has been growing in the good and in the bad. Um, for the majority of last month, he was uh, the best player for Roma, or at least the most consistent, if we can say that. Um, but I think overall, even somebody like Al Shirawi, who again today did not show up, can benefit in the long run. Um, Lukaku, if you start giving him the ball the way De Rossi wants us to give him the ball, the way De Rossi wants us to complete, open up that space for him uh, and and open up those passing lanes and find him there. So many times today you you saw Pellegrini and uh, and Lukaku and even Dybala call for the ball and 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 the the other players, the midfield would not read them; they would just yes. absolutely ignore them, and that's something that. Um, that is, I think, imperative in in De Rossi's idea for uh, for football. So, uh, 
those are the guys that can benefit. I, I also think somebody like Awar, I'm interested to see that mm. more. Uh, give him minutes. See what he uh, gives you there. Because I think that's a player that is waiting to be unlocked. He's frustrated, clearly unhappy with how his season is going. Um, but there is something there. Uh, tonight, I think it just was, again, about Roma not really trusting their strengths, not recognizing what they're good at. What they're good at is what we saw in the first half against Hellas Verona, where it was a team that was fast, that uh, had a lot of quality in passing. And that is possible with players like Pellegrini, with Dybala, with even Bove. We have to understand that these guys have quality in them. Uh, you can be critical of them. But I thought tonight gives you once again, and to a guy like uh, Daniele Drozzi, uh, an important display of the many shades that di- that this Roma possesses. Mm. You know, uh, they're unpredictable, extremely unpredictable. So just as they are unpredictable as a team, individuals the same. I just I have a hard time right now pinpointing somebody who could be the answer because I really think it has right. to come out from the team. It has to be a team effort. There there cannot be... I, I, I have a hard time envisioning right now uh, one player coming through and becoming our leader. You know, it would be nice if Pellegrini was that because this is his, game, his second game, you know, scoring and, and whatever. But... but I think this is deeper. This has to come from the team. We have to see a real change that so far we've seen only glimpses of. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I I am curious to see what he does with Cristante Paredes at his disposal. I know I would prefer not to see uh, Cristante move to Mezzala. I I just think we've seen too much of it uh, with... Uh, with uh, Paredes playing in the heart of that midfield, I, I would prefer for Cristante to stay there. What are you making, though? Because it feels like this this entire discussion, it's been a season-long thing of actually having to go match by match and talk about top four and what the upcoming calendar looks like. But for all intents and purposes, this race for top four, I don't know if this is necessarily the fourth best team in Serie A as opposed to uh, the best of the worst, so to speak, outside of the top three. That's what it seems like because I I, I watch Atalanta, I watch Fiorentina, I watch Bologna, and as many deficiencies as Roma displays from every match to match to match to match, these other teams, they have just as many just if not more than they do i mean if you look at lazio you you look at again bologna fiorentina fiorentina is the embodiment of inconsistency same manager for how many seasons now i think you're season three with italiano yeah, and they, yeah yeah still season three with italiano and they still uh now granted uh nico gonzalez uh Probably one of the worst penalties I've seen in a very long time. Uh, I thought they played relatively well against Inter, but they just do not bring the intensity every single weekend. So fourth place is there. And by the way, that's not even mentioning the fact that uh, Serie A could have an extra if they finish in the top two of the coefficient of UEFA. uh, There could be an additional Champions League place. So fifth. But even just saying that out loud, just it adds a adds an extra layer of 
desperation, uh, even a bit of uh, patheticness to it. That's not even a word I don't, I, I do not believe. But I, I look at this thing and I say, okay, this season has sucked. It, it, for every respect, for every single person, this season has been crap. But we are going into this now, okay, for as bad as it has been, for as ugly as it has been, you have sacked your manager. Uh, you have basically had to scrape uh, towards the bottom of the bean for January reinforcements. Now, uh, the first one that came, Dean Hoyston, very good in my opinion. I would do anything I can to sign him permanently, if at all possible. Uh, and again, now we have Angelino coming. So how much he's able to contribute, we have to see. But... I don't know whether this is more so a glass half full, glass half empty, what sort of perspective this actually is. But they're right there. They are right there. They are right there still. Uh, So I really don't know how to interpret this situation because, again, this this thing where we are looking for a fourth best team in Serie A, there will be a team that finishes fourth in the table. I cannot tell you definitively, though, that they will be the fourth best team in the league per se, because, again, I, I don't think anybody thinks Napoli is as bad as they are with Cazzari in charge. So the fact that they have been so crap for so long, for as difficult as it has been in these past two match days to defeat two of the worst teams in the entire league, they make you hold your breath until the very end. It's just one point now. So it, it it seems like we have condensed two seasons into these five months, and now it is one point from fourth. So uh, how are you reading this thing? Like, like what, your confidence level can't be high because mine isn't, yours isn't, and and anybody who does have high confidence in Roma finishing fourth without question has to be mad. If that is you, ship whatever you are inhaling, smoking, whatever it may be, you need to send it to me. I will... I will drop to an address. Um, so part of me thinks, okay, they are crap. Even when they play some of the worst teams in Serie A, it's still far from, forget flawless, it's still far from easy on the eye. It's still far from even so straightforward for them. So there's the hope that even with that, they are still winning and they can still improve. But then there's the flip side of that, wherein we think, okay, well, they are struggling against these very poor teams. They are still showing many of the same deficiencies we have seen from months ago. Uh, they are very wasteful in attack. They they have a lot of problems in concreteness and attack. So what is your confidence level right now? Because... I, I honestly don't know how to read this situation because there, there is no team where if they just wanted to blow up handing a fourth and a fifth place a spot in the Champions League to any club in Serie A, it would be understandable because I am sorry, unless you have seen something different, I have watched every single one of these teams. Nobody jumps off of the screen and I, I don't know who is worthy of it if there is one. Yeah, I mean, it's the 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 chase for top four is really the chase of who is slightly better than all the mediocre rest of teams right so um no i mean honestly if we talk about these last two games against you know teams that are clearly headed for relegation um one can only hope that sassuolo also happened to be 
uh, among that fine group of teams yes. to, to end up and sign me up. Yes. That would be amazing. Um, no, but, but honestly, it just, I think this counts for something. Uh, these games that you may question the validity of them, you know, how, how impressive is winning two to one against these, these crappy teams. How impressive is that Roma continue to struggle even against these teams? Well, um, it doesn't have to be impressive at this moment in time. Correct. What matters is does the team learn anything, you know? And I think once again, if there are games where you are allowed to make mistakes and games where you learn a lot about yourself is in the games like these ones where you are expected to bring home a result, where you are expected to uh, build from the back and build against the team that will certainly defend itself and fight for its life. Um, how do you re- react then as a team, not as individuals again, because, you know, I, I've seen this team be carried by the brilliance of Paolo Dybala last season. I don't necessarily want to see that right now. I want to see a, a, a team, especially after a coach was dismissed. I want to see a team, a group of players that actually come together and put on a good team performance. That's what I want to see. Something that really stands out and sends a message of, hey, we got the memo. We are better. We've learned. And we know what to do in these situations. Tonight, it was pretty clear that Roma lacked ideas and lacked the necessary energy to approach a team like Salernitana that knew exactly what their assignment was from the very first minute. I'm pretty sure that Roma, on the other hand, did not know their assignment. They hesitated. They perhaps doubted their own ability to break down that low block set up by Filippo Inzaghi. That same low block that uh, really did very, very well against a lot of the top teams in the league. And so it was expected that it was going to be a difficult game. But there are qualities in this team that make you go, well, why didn't they try that? You know, And um, and obviously that comes down to the, the individual player. For example, somebody like Bove goes from having a really great performance against Hellas Verona, putting others in situations where they can score the ball uh, to... Uh, a performance tonight that was really subpar and where the team struggled with a lot of the players. I thought Dybala was detrimental today. Um, I think the same thing can be said about Cristante. The important thing is to react. There has to be a reaction. So something's not working. Let's try it out. You know, let's try out uh, Husamawar. You know, Rick Karsdorp is not providing. Okay, let's switch something. You know, so that's important to have an additional left back now. Angelino probably gonna, going to be announced tomorrow. And hopefully that works out. Hopefully that gives us more depth. Hopefully there is maybe a one more name coming in. Who knows? Whatever it is. The important thing is that the reaction is not by individuals. That the reaction has to come from the team. So... This is not meant to give De Rossi a break, but obviously it's meant to say that, hey, with one coach gone, it's up to the players now to really buy into this other guy's philosophy. It's up to the players now to not make the same mistakes that they made uh, in the first half of the season. I don't want them to make the same mistakes as they, as they did in, 
last season. I want them to actually reflect on what went on just a couple of months ago, you know, and and so that is is key. If if I have to take this match over the first game of the season against Salernitana, hell, I'll take it tonight. It's three points. Oh, of course. That's really what counts. Yeah, you can't listen as as critical as we are being of the aesthetics of it listen you do not get extra points for style in the table three points is three points is three points you get the same three points if you win 10 to nothing one to nothing two to one whatever it may be so i will always prefer the struggle and the result over any other possibility that results in anything other than a win it, it is very clear that it's going to take some time we know that Coming up, though, this upcoming calendar. So you have Cagliari at home, Inter at home, and then we all know Europa League against Feyenoord, and then you have Frozenone. So two of these next upcoming three league affairs, they, they need to be wins. I know that you said this time for experimenting perhaps skinning your knees no, so but, to speak no but my point stands the result their expected result is a win but no i know i i, I understand what you're saying i what i my, mean my is, fear is, is they get perfect, too casual if you want if you want to get something wrong these are the perfect games or if you want yes. something to stand out these are the perfect games because I actually have more certainty when it comes to Roma or at least what to expect from Roma in games where they have to absorb an opponent's pressure and counterattack rather than when they are called into action to build and to actually play themselves, bring the game to the opponent by themselves. That's when I have an issue with Roma. That's when I think where, where they clearly struggle in understanding. Well, what are we what are we supposed to do? So I can understand why the team is a team of two halves over these recent games. They've been playing one way for the last three years. That's a long time still to you know to to get accustomed to something and then to let it go like just like that all of a sudden. There are clips of Daniele De Rossi in training clearly emphasizing the fact that if you play fast, you'll change your life. It'll be much better. It'll be much easier. But how can you expect those same players that have been playing one way to assimilate that whole philosophy in a matter of 10 days? It's not going to happen. So I think these games are a good test for that. You know, it's one thing when you do it in training. It's one thing when you do it in a friendly in Riyadh. It's another thing when you're doing it in a competitive match in Serie A, especially this season with the pressure on, on a Monday evening when all of your opponents have already played and it's down to you and it's down to you to figure it out, to make sense and to bring game uh, to, to Salernitana. Now, hopefully, De Rossi has a clearer idea. The players have a perhaps better understanding about themselves. That's at least, that's my hope. My hope is not to, to win all the next games. My hope is to see a team that knows itself because if there is something that is has been missing this season is that awareness that these guys know what they're doing, which was there in parts of last season. I think was there for the majority of the first season with Mourinho. Last season was a bit sketchy. This season, it was not there. And that's why 
the most important thing when you think about a new coach coming in and trying to figure out what the hell the team has to do in, in, in the opening 10 days of his tenure, it's that. It's, it's understanding who this team is. Um, and the fact that he says, well, guys, if we, if we play slow possession, um, we're going to get killed because if we play slow and then add to that, the fact that we're not shooting on goal, then how the hell do you expect to get a result? You know, and that's a good question. It's a very basic question, but, but it's a very good one because Roma multiple times over the last season have approached games like this without a single idea of what to do. Well, do we defend? Do we do we do we build from the back? But if we maybe if we if we risk too much, the opponent will score on us. Uh, well, if we don't risk enough, then how do we score? You know, these basic things that Roma have been struggling. It's a pull and push and pull thing, and uh, and De Rossi is right in addressing it. Now it's going to be a tough task to change all of this. Um, but again, these are things that do not happen overnight. The mission is, yes, to get top four, but the perhaps the more important mission now in, in the immediate future is to get better. Roma have to get better at all costs, no matter who the opponent is. Right. I concur totally with that. The, the thing about this portion of the calendar is... If you can come out of it with a win and very clear things that you need to improve on that, listen, it would be one thing if they were doing this under Jose Mourinho, where after almost three seasons, if you are struggling to do even the basic things that your manager is asking of you, it's a much different story than, as you just said, we're entering not even the second full week of Daniele Terossi. If you can come out of that winning, plenty to learn. And still maintaining your seasonal objective of top four, I, I don't really know what more you could ask for. For me, that is about the ideal of the circumstances you can ask for. You get the three points. You have very clear areas in your game that need to improve, and they need to improve uh, immediately. But you are able to you are able to offset those glaring weaknesses in your game by still getting a result. So I think there is something to be said about that. It just gets to the point where, okay, did we see much of an improvement from uh, Hellas Verona to tonight? I would say probably not. Probably I'm, a step back. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Verona, I would say the first half was great. Uh, whereas tonight, the first half was not great. Uh, if we wanted to take an actual minutes uh, tally on it, I would agree with you. I would probably say tonight was a step back. But again, if you're able to do these things while still getting the result, ultimately, that is all that matters. So I, I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. Again, they're completely taking uh, uh, taking the script and flipping it upside down in terms of the way they want to play. They, this, this is a completely new way of this team playing. You you can't expect them. A team that already struggled when they had 35% possession in a match, even with that 35%, they still struggled to find ideas and attack. Well, now you're going to have double that. They need to clearly find ways to become more concrete and attack, but they won. That's 
I, I mean, would we care if they played beautiful and they, they drew? I, I just, they won. It's all that matters. Uh, on to the next one. I, I, I don't really know what else to say about it beyond that because nobody expected aesthetics to be fantastic. If you win, that's all I care about. Nobody was going to argue. If they were to say to you, Daniele De Rossi in his first two matches, two victories, nobody cares about anything beyond that. That's it. So, Fingers crossed, I guess. Hope that uh, Angelino is able to cross a football. Hope that um, there are photos of Chris Smalling training. Well, that training. was. I mean, running up and down <laughs> the pitch. It's not really training. Well, same thing with uh, Renato Sanchez. No, I mean, well, no, he... Renato, no, Renato Sanchez is still not there. He's Chris no, Smalling. He's, I, I should have said that also went out of his way. Food. It seemed like to mention Renato Sanchez, almost as if it was a. a, a what do they call it? A, 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 a proof of life, proof of yeah. life. You know, almost like he was trying to say, uh, you know, don't worry, he is still alive. Still uh, we there. pay him still. still yeah. um, as far as the market goes, low it's expectations. Makes more sense. about who can leave. You know, who can leave, and if something happens, if some mysterious intermediary offers you a player that may help the cause for very, very cheap. That's I'm not happened. going to mention Spinazzola. Um, I no, have we've already that done point. it, John. We understand. We no, I belabored the point, but I, 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 I just need to what underscore. If anybody is complaining about Roma and their lack of uh, uh, um, their lack of operations during this month, send all of your hate to Spinazzola. See what or you I, do. No, you know, I send it to Lippi. Send it to Lippi. You're asking for Lippi. trouble, John. You're going to get... No, I know. I know. I know. Well, it's... You're going to get... Send it to his agents. You're going to get... Sued. All right. We will leave it there. Uh, we will be back later this week uh, as Roma prepare for Cagliari and then Inter and then the Europa League. I'm sure we will have plenty of time to debate that because we already have people saying you have to put it into the bin. We will save that for another week. Until next time, ciao.